Hey there, this is a very special bonus episode. A few months ago, I started working on a very, very special project. I teamed up with Himalaya Learning to create a 10-part audio course called Start Your First Online Business. My goal for this course was to walk people through step-by-step so by the end of the course, they have a fully-fledged, profitable business. And today, I want to share with you, because we love our loyal listeners, the first lesson of that 10-part series. Yep, totally for free. That's Entrepreneurship 101, New Business Basics. In a lot of ways, this is one of the most important lessons in the whole course. That's why I put it first. Because if you don't get this right, it's really hard to succeed. Again, this whole 10-part course walks you through exactly how to build that dream business of yours. How to take that idea out of your head and into a real profitable business. How to finance your business. How to choose your market and build your audience. How to actually build your new business website. I'll even walk you through how to create your first products and services, how to price them, even how to launch and market them, and so much more. Now, if you love today's first lesson, you're going to love the whole 10-part course. But get this, because you're a listener of The $100 MBA Show, because you're part of our community, we have a special promo code for you that gives you a free 14-day trial. This is an exclusive free trial period that I get to give to my people. So go ahead and check it out at Himalaya.com slash MBA and use promo code MBA for that exclusive 14-day free trial. Again, that's Himalaya.com slash MBA and use promo code MBA. So without further ado, here's the first lesson of Start Your First Online Business, Entrepreneurship 101, New Business Basics. Himalaya. Welcome to the very first lesson of Start Your First Online Business. This is Entrepreneurship 101 Business Basics. First, congratulations for taking action. You've chosen to take the first step in making your independent business idea a reality. And you'll see that reaching out for guidance, expertise, and advice is one of the most important proactive steps you can take at any stage of building a business. But it's especially important at the beginning. I'm Omar Zenholm, host of the $100 MBA show, Small Business Podcast, and co-founder and CEO of Webinar Ninja, a completely self-funded independent software company operating since 2014. I imagine right now you're in a similar place I was about a decade ago. I had a regular job once. I was a full-time teacher. I was doing fine, but I wasn't satisfied. Conventional employment does pay the bills, but it didn't give me the freedom, the autonomy, and the power over my future that I really craved. So like you, I decided to find out what it takes to create your own future by building a business. I still remember the feeling of taking those first tiny steps, building my business one piece at a time. I was doing it on the side while I worked my regular job. I remember the day I made my first dollar in profit and the feeling that came with it knowing that even though it's just a dollar, it wasn't like any other dollar I've earned before. I made that dollar on my own terms. It's such a satisfying feeling. And I knew it was the beginning of a new lifestyle, one that would ultimately be defined by my own choices, not the whims of a company or a supervisor. But as fondly as I remember it now, there was a ton of things I wish I knew back then. I had to learn a lot of things the hard way. Now I'm here to share those things with you. 
as you begin your own journey to freedom, independence, and a life of your own making. No doubt about it, choosing entrepreneurship was one of the best decisions of my life. It didn't just change how I worked, it changed how I live and every other aspect for the better. It was a complete shift in outlook, lifestyle, and even personality. If you stick with entrepreneurship, you won't just discover a new way of making a living, you'll actually find out who you really are. I know that may sound dramatic, but it's true. Once you take the wheel of your own life, you're responsible for all the decisions most of us leave to our employer or a manager. You discover a whole new side of yourself that can only thrive with the freedom entrepreneurship brings. You'll be tested in new ways, you'll develop new abilities, and you'll even uncover new talents that might surprise you. You'll reevaluate your definitions of work, success, failure, and choice. You'll learn things that no other way of earning a living can teach you, and you'll be grateful you had the courage to forge your own destiny with this choice. This lesson is about the basics of running your own business, what you can realistically expect to happen, and most importantly, the mindset you need to adopt in order to persevere as an entrepreneur. One of the things I'm known for is saying it like it is, so that way you're prepared to be successful. You know what to expect. That's why I believe mindset is the foundation of everything. Before you do anything else, the best thing you can do to set up yourself for success is to adopt an entrepreneurial mindset. And that mindset is very, very different from the mindset required to succeed in a conventional job. Let me clarify what I mean by this and why it's so important. Right now, I'm assuming you have an expertise or maybe a product idea for your business. Uh, there's something that you might be into, you're passionate about, you're good at. And you could take that and use it as the basis of your business. But whatever your expertise is now, it won't be enough. Let me say that again. It won't be enough. No matter how good you are at your thing, whether it's photography or software development or baking or whatever it is, that expertise is not enough to run a business successfully. Entrepreneurship is its own skill set, one that every successful entrepreneur has to develop in addition to the skills they've acquired in their field. The good news, anyone can learn the skills of entrepreneurship, even though most people don't. And most businesses fail because of this. They fail because not that their idea is not good or their product is not great, it's because they don't develop the skill of entrepreneurship. And the truth is, that's one of the biggest differences between people with actual businesses and people with business ideas. It's about learning and developing the skills of an entrepreneur with the same effort and patience and dedication you put into developing the skills you already have. Everyone wants to know how to turn their passion into a business. But the truth is that you have to turn business into your passion too. Like any skill set, the entrepreneurial skill set is best developed by experience. You probably won't be great at business on your first day, on your first try, just like no teacher, doctor, or lawyer, or electrician is an expert on their first day on the job. You can't become an entrepreneur or a great entrepreneur overnight. So don't put that pressure on yourself. You have to cultivate entrepreneurial skills. It's a process that you really can't skip or fast forward through. If you really want to do this, if you really want your freedom through entrepreneurship, the next choice you have to make is the choice to give yourself the time and space to learn, to fail, to grow. 
It's the process and the experience you go through that turns you into a successful entrepreneur. One real world experience at a time. You won't just discover how to do business. You'll discover what kind of business person you wanna be. You'll more precisely define your mission, your values, what you really want your brand to represent. Experience is amazing. It will sharpen your vision until you can see for yourself what your life, your work, and impact will look like in the real world. Entrepreneurship is not a life hack. It's not an escape from work or responsibility or stress. If your idea of starting a business is to have an easier life, just stop right now. Stop right here. Independence isn't easier than working for someone else. In many ways, it's tougher. But in my opinion, it's infinitely more rewarding. It's a lot more fun. It's meaningful. So before you go on any further, embrace the radical shift that's coming. Everything looks different from the driver's seat, and you're about to find out how. That comes with so many advantages, but it also comes with unique challenges. And the best thing I could do for you right now is to tell you the truth about those challenges. There's a ton of advice out there about starting a business. And frankly, too much of it is just sugarcoated. That's mostly because people are out there trying to sell the fantasy of easy solutions. This course is different. This course will prepare you to navigate the reality of building your own online business so that your success will be genuine and sustainable. With that, I'd like to start with five things every aspiring entrepreneur needs to understand in order to have the highest chance of success. These are five big universal truths about starting a business, any business, in any industry. Let's go through them one at a time. Big universal business truth number one, your job is to solve problems. For an entrepreneur, every day brings new problems. And that's not a bad thing. Like a daily crossword or Sudoku in a newspaper, fresh challenges will come on a daily basis. They'll sharpen your mind and they'll build your competence and confidence. There won't be an easy answer or simple playbook to all the problems you encounter. Entrepreneurs are people who actually enjoy this. They're people who don't mind getting up in the morning and asking themselves, what am I solving today? In fact, that's exactly how I start my mornings. Every workday. The first thing I do is I go into my email, I look at my messages from my team, and I find out what problems need solving. The best part is that I'm actually stimulated and fulfilled by this, and you will be too. After a while, problems don't cause anxiety. They become part of the fun, and you lose all fear in them. This is what I love about entrepreneurship is that the more you solve problems, the more confident you become, the more it becomes a challenge in a game. And the word problems is not a bad word. As the founder of a business, problem solving is your job description. You have to solve problems first for yourself, then later for your team, and then your customers, and then any other business people you're working with. You are a professional problem tackler. And somehow, there's always going to be a new problem you haven't faced before. My best advice regarding this is to simply love it. Love it. It's a privilege. It's really a privilege to make your living as a problem solver. The very act of creating a product or service is a form of problem solving. And as we'll discuss in future lessons, everything you do in business starts with identifying and solving problems for your customers. As an entrepreneur, you'll have the privilege of making other people's lives easier, smoother, better in so many ways by taking on these challenges that they can't or won't. 
It becomes almost addictive. In my experience, I have actually become hooked in a good way on utilizing creativity and problem-solving skills to create solutions, sometimes out of thin air. It's an incredible feeling, and best of all, it's an empowering feeling. Like I said before, once you get used to being a problem solver, problems don't scare you anymore. You thrive on solving them. And part of what you earn, besides money, is the gratitude of customers, employees, and partners you've helped. You really can't beat it, you can't beat that feeling. So the first thing to know is that as an entrepreneur, you'll wanna develop a habit, a self-reinforcing habit, of seeing problems as opportunities. Where everyone else sees the woods, you see the path. Okay, second universal business truth. You have to fail to win. Failure, believe it or not, is your friend. Failure is your companion. Expecting not to fail in business is like expecting to bet a thousand in baseball. It's just not gonna happen. No one has ever done it and no one ever will. As one of my colleagues who loves boxing says, you never get any better by sparring with people you can beat. You get better and better by losing and learning over and over and just getting used to the fact that reality is not always gonna cooperate with our plans. It's a never ending process of improvement. Get used to the idea of moving on and up, lesson by lesson, failure by failure, forever. This is how it's gonna be. And this is healthy. It's another one of those essential differences between people with businesses and people who just have business ideas. So many people with business ideas never act on them because they think that they have to failure-proof their business plan first. They think that if they can just come up with the perfect plan, the perfect product, then their business will be guaranteed for success. And then they never actually launch because that failure-proof plan never actually materializes. You can't failure-proof a business. You can't let fear of failure get in your way. In fact, failure is the best path. You have to embrace failure as a teacher. It's something that's both inevitable and valuable. Failure is something you have to learn from, not something that you have to avoid. To use another sports analogy, powerlifters literally train to failure to the point where their muscles actually can't lift any more weight because it's the only way to force the muscle to grow. That's not to say you shouldn't try to succeed. The key is to never fail in the same way twice. If you repeat your mistakes, you're not failing up. The procedure is try your best, fail, learn, and try again with the benefit of new insight. Every failure is a golden lesson and it's truly the best teacher. Here's a little secret. You only have to make it once in business. Every successful business person I've studied has given failure a giant hug at some point. And so should you. You will fail. And once you're comfortable with that, you're impervious to it. Failure goes from being a roadblock to being a stepping stone. That's why I believe in starting small. You only risk what you can afford to lose so that you can try again and again until you nail it. Crucial to this process is defining failure in a healthy, realistic way. In a sense, the things we typically define as failure aren't failures at all. Not making enough money or even going out of business is only a true failure if the story ends there. I've pivoted from business to businesses, and yes, that includes failed businesses. Before I built a successful webinar software company, I tried selling guides and courses on how to run webinars. I thought the best way I could solve the problem of difficult webinars was to show people how to navigate the technology that was available at the time. And it bombed completely. The first product I created for sale in the webinar space was a comprehensive guide. 
That guide showed people all the workarounds and tricks and tools to make running webinars easier. I sold exactly two copies. One ended up being a refund. But that failure was a gift. It showed me that people didn't want what I wanted them to want. I wanted them to want my guidance, but what they actually wanted was to not need any guidance. They wanted a better, more user-friendly tech, not a degree in the webinar sciences. So I pivoted to creating the software instead of explaining it. That's how my failure gave birth to my success. And it wasn't the first time. My podcast, The $100 MBA Show, by any measure, is a success. It's popular, it's recognized by authoritative sources as valuable, and it's the foundation of my personal brand. It's also not my first podcast. I personally hosted one of the worst podcasts ever, probably, uh, before the $100 MBA show. It absolutely tanked because I still had important things to learn at that point, like what kind of format I was good at and what people really wanted to hear from me. So I picked up the pieces of my failed podcast, reassembled them into something better. And even that was a failure of sorts. I absolutely cringed when I listened to some of the earlier $100 MBA show episodes, But bit by bit, failure by failure, it became something great that now helps sustain the rest of my business. As Ben Horowitz puts it, sometimes you have to create a bad product to create a good one. So remember that when you make it in business, when you achieve success, I guarantee you will fail your way into it. Embrace that now. Universal truth number three, entrepreneurship has different rules than everything else. Another prerequisite to entrepreneurship is letting go of the rules you're used to. No matter what you've been doing up to now, it will feel almost nothing like starting your own business. That's mostly because in entrepreneurship, no one is providing a structure. You decide everything. And that's both incredibly liberating and incredibly challenging. And there's just no script for this. As I mentioned about every day bringing new problems, it's literally impossible to anticipate everything when you're running your own business. When I was a teacher, someone provided me with a schedule. They told me what my role was, my responsibilities, my benchmarks for success or failure. Most people have that, and frankly, most people enjoy it. There's a certain comfort to having things decided for you so you can just focus on your job. But in entrepreneurship, you have to create everything from nothing. You have to create the jobs, the roles, the culture, the mission, the schedule. You set the priorities. You decide what matters most. You define success and failure for yourself and everyone else. You decide whether you should invest more into something or that you should cut your losses. You will make a ton, a ton of decisions. And every one of those decisions will have higher stakes than the ones in most regular jobs. Outside, of course, the medical field or military or something. But don't let this scare you. Let it inspire you. The flip side of unpredictability and the sort of danger of entrepreneurship is that you're just as qualified as anyone else. This is a secret that no one talks about. We're all trying our best. We're all failing and learning. I was first inspired to start a business when I read a book called Anyone Can Do It by Bobby and Sarah Hashmi in 2001. It got me excited about the simple truth that you, me, anyone with a little courage and motivation can make their own rules and thrive. As intimidating as the thought can be, Entrepreneurship starts with the decision to add value to the world according to your own rules. How different is that? How thrilling, how scary, how awesome. Even something as simple as deciding when you get out of bed every morning can feel like a momentous choice. Setting your schedule and balancing your life and work isn't something most people get to do themselves. 
what to work on, when to work on it, how to evaluate your progress, when to seek outside help. Every decision is a new frontier. And it goes way beyond being willing to work hard. I struggled with this at first. Really, in my first year or so of doing business on my own, I burned myself out. I worked so inefficiently that I worked myself into a state where I was incapable of doing good work. I just did work, not the great, innovative, satisfying work you need to do to grow a business. As an entrepreneur, you're going to have to redefine hard work. It needs to mean something more balanced and effective, something that's very different than hard work at any other job. Universal business truth number four, time is not money. Most people think that the biggest challenge of running a business is managing money, but your primary challenge is actually managing time. Time is infinitely more scarce and valuable than money. Think of it this way. You can always make more money, but time is an account which you can only make withdrawals from. You can't make deposits. So you have to make every second count and squeeze every bit of productivity out of every day. Compare this to a conventional job where you can find yourself killing time. To paraphrase Chris Rock, a job is where you look at the clock and say to yourself, oh man, it's only three o'clock. Entrepreneurship is when you look at the clock and say, oh man, it's already three o'clock. Time management is an incredibly important skill to develop. If you're going to have any hope of maintaining productivity as well as your health and well-being, which is super important, you need to take care of yourself so that you can have longevity in your business. You'll have to learn to prioritize with a kind of brutal efficiency. Let me give you one small example. Keeping your email inbox open will have to stop. You just got to stop doing that. For most of us, we're used to checking and responding to emails and other messages throughout the day. But as the leader of your business, you have to put walls around tasks. You have to designate a time, say, let's say 20 minutes, 20 minutes at the beginning of the day when you read and respond to emails. And that's it. You don't touch your email for the rest of the day. The reason is, is you can't keep switching between tasks. It's just too inefficient and drains both time and energy in a really drastic way you might not be aware of. Study after study has proven this. Multitasking doesn't save you time. It actually destroys it. As an entrepreneur, you'll learn that you have to set priorities and accomplish one thing at a time within the limited time you have. Everything non-essential to your life and business either needs to be abandoned altogether or needs to be outsourced. You'll soon find out what's really important and things like TV and even maybe social media just won't make the cut. You'll find that spending money on things like software or staff actually saves you money because it buys you time. You'll learn that time has different value for different people. Your employees can afford to spend time on their administrative tasks. You can't. You'll learn to self-govern and work with your own rhythms to stay on track and meet your most important goals. And it's not just the day-to-day. You have to scale your time and plan your goals for the longer term. You'll have to define success in a context of a timeline that you establish. In fact, the first thing I'll encourage you to do today or as soon as possible is to map out a long-term timeline of your success. What would success look like for you after three months, six months, a year, three years, and 10 years? And just by way of example, you could say by the three-month mark, success would be defined as actually launching your business publicly and turning your first profit no matter how small. And then after six months, success is defined by, let's say, having your first $3,000 month in revenue. And at the end of the first year, success will be having made $100,000 in revenue. 
sounds too ambitious? Scale it down. Not ambitious enough? Think bigger. But define these milestones for yourself in terms of SMART goals. SMART is a common business acronym. If you haven't heard it before, SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. So take the time to create SMART goals for three months from now, six months from now, one year, three years, and 10 years. Will you always hit your milestones, whether they're daily or long-term? No, that's part of the failure we discussed earlier. The goalposts will move, but you have to have a baseline. You have to have targets to shoot for. As you shoot and miss and hit, you'll develop the time management skills that define a successful entrepreneur. And finally, universal business truth number five, execution trumps ideas. Ideas are cheap. Dreams are easy. Anyone and everyone can come up with a good business idea. But to have an actual business requires execution. You don't have to even come up with the best business idea. Success doesn't stem from inventing the next best thing. It's the best implementation that wins. Not the most mind-blowing concept. Think about it. Facebook was not the first social network. They just executed it better than MySpace and the rest. Ford was not the first auto company. They just executed production in a way that let them reach a new market. The idea wasn't the difference. The execution was. It's almost never the inventor who founds a booming business. It's the person who markets the invention effectively and modifies it according to the market's realities and what people actually need. To use myself as an example again, I didn't invent webinars. I just made them easier. I didn't invent the concept of a business podcast. I just made one that's super digestible. I haven't created anything really, but I've made versions of things that are more user-friendly, more grounded in the needs of an audience that I actually listen to, not just sell to. It's not the idea, but it's how you bring the idea into the world that determines whether your business succeeds or not. Incredible ideas for incredible products have failed while frankly ridiculous ideas have taken off. I call it the Betamax rule. If you're old enough to remember VHS tapes, you're old enough to remember Betamax tapes. By any objective measure, Betamax tapes were better. They were a superior product technically, but VHS won the war of home entertainment because of a crucial little decision like offering longer recording times. No one can really appreciate the minuscule difference in picture quality between Beta and VHS. However, Everyone could appreciate the fact that VHS tapes could hold twice the recorded content. If you're not convinced, remind yourself of this. People literally make millions of dollars selling water. Water! A free resource that in most of the world is easily accessible. Did Deer Park or Nestle invent water? Of course not. They just packaged and sold it unbelievably well. It gets worse. Go ahead and Google pet rock and tell me you still believe that the best idea wins. It's all about execution. Have you ever seen a product in the supermarket or in a retail store or even on a commercial on TV and said to yourself, I had the same idea for that product. The only difference between you and the person that actually made the product is that they executed. It's not the idea. So right away, we need to reverse the order of operations here. If you already have an idea for a product or service, that's fine, but put it in your back pocket right now. You're gonna have to be more flexible, more adaptable, and willing to work outside of your head before you can succeed. You will study the market. You're gonna figure out what people want and need and adapt your talents and expertise to that, not the other way around. 
Sustainability is key. You have to build a business that can survive the real world for the long term. Your product idea won't be much help with that. In fact, you might not get to create exactly the product you want to create. At least not at first, or maybe not even ever. It's about creating the life you want to create, not the product. And that depends on a sustainable, reality-based execution that's responsive to the needs of your customers, your team, and yourself. And yes, I said yourself. Part of sustainability is making sure that you execute your business in a way that factors in your needs as a human being. If you think you could just hustle your way to independence, you're on a path to burnout. I highly recommend you read the book Anything You Want by Derek Sivers. In the book, he explains how to establish your lifestyle as an entrepreneur and how that lifestyle, like your business, has to be sustainable in order for this to work. For example, I often hear people say that I want to start an online business so I can be location independent and travel the world. Okay, sure. That's not an unreasonable goal. You can do that. But you have to realize the truth. Being able to work from anywhere means you can work from everywhere. Can you handle that? Can you create the necessary boundaries for yourself so that you can actually experience the places you want to visit without detracting from your business goals? I actually ran an experiment back in 2017 for eight weeks where I traveled the world while I ran my business. And through that experience, I learned that I don't like that. I actually like shutting off for holiday, even if that's just for two days or two weeks, instead of always working and trying to fit in some travel. Priorities and sacrifice are just a part of that sustainable execution. And that doesn't mean you just have to sacrifice personal time for your business. It means the opposite too. And that doesn't just mean sacrificing personal time for your business. It actually means the opposite too. At Webinar Ninja, we completely closed down for the holidays. No support, no nothing. Because we know that if we're going to enjoy personal time with our families, we want to ensure that no work emergencies are going to interrupt us. So we make that trade-off. We do so because if we don't draw those boundary lines, if we don't aim for sustainability, then our execution will come off the rails at some point. For an entrepreneur, execution starts with recognizing that business is a marathon, not a sprint. It requires the flexibility of adaptive execution not just the strength of a really cool product. It requires the patience of a builder, not just the inspiration of an inventor. At first, you'll have to do a lot by yourself. You might start by doing everything yourself, but it won't be that way forever. Start with a plan to move from solopreneurship to delegation. One of your most important goals is to reach the point where if you went away for a month, your business can continue to run and grow on its own. Building a business isn't just about a process of acquiring more customers and bringing more revenue. It's a process of getting more out of your day and getting more work off your plate so you can focus on big picture challenges. Right now, you are indispensable to your business. If you were gone, your business would be gone. You are the single point of success or failure. It can't stay that way. You have to look ahead to a time where you've established a self-propelling entity, an execution machine that has redundancies and multiple points of success and failure. That is success. That is running a successful business. So there you have it. The first five things you need to know about starting your first online business. To review, number one, you are a problem solver, first and foremost. Number two, embrace failure. Number three, 
Forget the old rules. Entrepreneurship is a different ballgame. Number four, your primary asset is time, not money. And number five, execution, not ideas, powers success. It's never been easier to start your own business online. You can literally get started for less than $100 investment. I could start a brand new business right now in a couple hours on my laptop. But the real challenge is sustaining, growing, improving, and finding an entrepreneurial groove you can really live your life on. This is exciting. This is fun. It's thrilling. In entrepreneurship, no two days are alike. It's truly an adventure, an odyssey that will teach you as much about yourself as about your business. And it will change you personally as well as professionally. So to conclude this introductory lesson, let me leave you with this. We are all flawed, limited beings. Start this journey with a learner's mindset and you'll have the flexibility and adaptability to learn anything you want and therefore do anything you want. Through entrepreneurship, you'll develop the skills to navigate every kind of obstacle, even the kinds you're least comfortable with. You'll bloom into the fullest expression of your potential, no longer held back by the limitations of a conventional job. You're already taking this audio course, seeking answers and advice. So that's a terrific first step. You're seeking wisdom efficiently, and that's the right attitude. So congratulations again, and I can't wait to continue this journey with you. In our next lesson, we'll discuss what to do once you've established that entrepreneurial mindset. I'll explain how to get that business idea out of your head and into the world with profitability as the top priority. Till then, take care. What you just heard was episode one of Start Your First Online Business, a Himalaya learning audio course. To listen to the rest of the course, go to Himalaya.com slash MBA and enter promo code MBA at checkout to get a 14-day free trial of Start Your First Online Business and all other courses available on Himalaya Learning.